Dusk. By There's the Snitch. Chapter 1. Remus looked through the ward window and watched as Harry said something that made Sirius laugh. The laughter almost added color to Sirius's pale face, somehow made paler by the crisp white hospital sheets he was laying in. Remus managed a small smile in spite of himself. So do you know what happened? Clint, in his blue healer robes, shook his head. All of our tests and scans came back negative. There's no active potion or spell or rune that is making this happen. Tell me again how it happened. Remus ran a hand over his mouth, thinking back. For a few days, he was extra forgetful. Just things like he made himself a second cup of tea, or forgetting we had already had dinner with the Weasleys. Stupid stuff. I. Remus swallowed hard and pressed his eyes closed, trying to hold back the tears that had been fighting him off and on all day. I teased him about getting old and forgetful. How long did that last? Remus shook his head. Two days, at the most. Then one morning we were sitting down to breakfast with this panicked look, and he he just couldn't remember anything. And we came here. Clint nodded. It's surprising it came on so suddenly. Normally memory loss like this takes years to fully take over completely. Clint hesitated, flipping through his chart. I'll tell you what it looks like, though. Remus turned to face him, hearing the nervous tone that was so contrary to what the healer usually sounded like. What is it? Clint met his eyes for a second before answering. Spell damage. It seems like the result of extended time under a Cruciatus curse. Remus's head fell forward, and he didn't even try to hold back the tears now. Fucking cunt. I'm sorry. Remus looked up, wiping his face. Sorry, I'm sorry. I uh. Remus cleared his throat. His mother, when he was a child. It was her favorite form of punishment, and Sirius was never very good about staying in line. Clint nodded somberly and made a note on his chart. We see that in some of the old pure blood families, though not usually as severe as this. Do you know any details of when or how often she did it? Remus shook his head. He never wanted to talk about it, and I never pushed it. I only know because he got really drunk one night when we were 18 and he told me about it. I'm not even sure he remembers telling me. Clint closed his form again. That's probably what it is, then. I'm not sure what made it take so long to manifest, but the damage from the spell probably resulted in the damage that is causing the memory loss. Is there anything we can do? Can you reverse it? Remus knew he was grasping at straws, but that's all it felt like he had left. They've made progress on that, haven't they? When it's caught early, yes. When we can treat a patient who has recently had the spell cast on them. After this many decades. Clint let his voice trail off, shaking his head. We can move him to the Janus Thicky Ward. He'll be comfortable there, and you can visit him. I can't take him home. I wouldn't advise it. He's going to get hard to control, especially since he'll be waking up in a place he won't remember. Clint laid a hand on Remus's arm, and the gentleness of the touch made him cry again. We've got people who will make sure he stays safe, until he dies. 
Until he dies. Die. Sirius was dying. That was not something Remus was prepared to deal with for many, many more years. How long? It's hard to say. It's possible that it will be soon, especially with the quick onset of the memory loss. Or, it's possible that he'll lose his mind, but his body will hang on for a number of years. He's still quite young, by wizarding standards. Years. Remus tried to imagine his vibrant, virile husband tied to a bed for years. He would wilt away, Remus was sure of it. Sirius had never been one who could be satisfied in a cage, and Remus was sure that was true even if he lost all of his memories. Remus buried his face in his hands. He hoped that Sirius would go quickly, for Sirius's sake. For Remus, well, it would be painful no matter how long it took. I'll give you some time. Mr. Potter has the power of attorney, right? Remus nodded. I can explain the options to him, and the two of you can come to a decision. I'm sorry, Remus. I wish I had better news. Remus spent a few minutes in the hallway composing himself, losing it a few more times before he was able to school his features. It had been years, decades since he had stopped trying to hide his feelings from Sirius, and it seemed almost comically awful that he was doing it again now. He pushed the door to the ward open again, and Sirius and Harry looked around at him. Sirius smiled that oh-so-charming smile that he only pulled out when he needed to get away with something. Oh no. Mooney is coming to yell at me. Listen, Moons, it's not my fault. People just fall off their brooms sometimes. Remus forced out a small chuckle. No one falls off a broom as much as you. I'm still shocked Prongs let you on the Quidditch team. Sirius turned to Harry. I'm good, though. Tell him, Prongs. Harry smiled up at Remus, but he could see the pain behind his shimmering green eyes. Yeah, Mooney. He's good at it. Prongs? It was barely above a whisper, and laden with the questions that Remus hoped Harry could hear beneath it. Harry shrugged, and Remus could see the weight of the world on his shoulder. Sirius didn't remember him, not as Harry. It's okay, he could practically hear the words in Harry's head. As long as he's happy, I can pretend to be dad. Harry coughed and stood up. I'm going to give you two a minute. Mooney, don't let him off for a second. He deserves to be yelled at for this. Oi. Whose side are you on? Sirius laughed, and Remus was nearly transported back to sixteen at the sound of it. I choose no sides. Harry held up his hands and backed away, then paused before he left the ward. Sirius? I love you. Sirius's face softened at the words. I love you too, James. Harry's shoulders fell slightly, but he smiled and walked out of the ward. Sirius turned to Remus then laughed. Did you bring a book, Mooney? You're such a swat. I swear you take a book anywhere. Remus inhaled sharply at the jibe. Sirius hadn't teased him for bringing a book in years. In fact, Sirius often carried an extra one with him in case Remus forgot his. I love you, Sirius. I always have. 
Sirius's face froze for just a moment before it lit up like the first time Remus told Sirius that he loved him. Remus's heart broke all over when he realized that for Sirius, it might be the first time he remembers. Mooney, you never said. Not nearly soon enough, I think. I was scared. Remus sat down in the chair next to Sirius's bed and took his hand. Sirius hesitated a moment before threading their fingers together. You don't have to be afraid of me, Mooney. I love you too. From the moment I saw you. Remus bent forward and kissed Sirius's hand. It hurt too much to look him in the eye. Mooney, will you go to Hogsmeade with me? Remus swallowed past the lump in his throat. Pads, I would love to go to Hogsmeade with you. Sirius was practically bouncing in response. You will. Oh, wait until I tell Prongs. He knows, of course. Figured it out, insightful bugger. Remus gave him a watery smile. He knew about me, too. I made him promise not to say anything. He kept bugging me to just tell you. Sirius beamed at him. Well, I'm glad you did. Is there anything you want to do on our date? Not puttyfoots. That place is rubbish. Whatever you want to do, Padfoot. There's a hill that overlooks the village that I'd love to take you to. We can pack a picnic and stay out past curfew. I love that spot. You know the one. We watched the sunset on our first date. You kissed me right as the sun dipped below the horizon. Sirius looked at him confused. I that's not right. Sorry, Padfoot. Remus shook his head. That must be confusing. We we already went on the date, didn't we? It wasn't really a question, but Remus nodded. That wasn't prongs, was it? No. It came out hoarse as Remus was fighting back tears. No, it was Harry. Sirius looked confused. We were at home, having breakfast, and then. Sirius looked up, pain in his eyes. Remus, what happened to me? Remus laughed, but there was no mirth behind it. Your mother finally got the best of you, love. Spell damage from repeated use of the Cruciatus. Fucking cunt. Remus snorted. That's what I said. I can't believe she's finally going to win after all. Sirius shook his head. So what does it mean? Remus sighed. You've lost your memories. Today, you seem to think you're sixteen and in the hospital wing for falling off of your broom. Can we go home? Maybe I'll remember better at home. Remus shook his head. They said it would be dangerous. It's better if you stay. Sirius met his eyes again, and Remus could see they were full of tears. How long have I been here? Two weeks. Remus wiped his face. They were running tests, so they kept you here for two weeks. Can they fix me? Or am I going to? Remus shook his head, fighting past the lump in his throat again. You won't get better. They'll move you to the Janus Thicky ward the one the Longbottoms were in. You'll stay there until. Remus couldn't finish the sentence. He couldn't think it. You shouldn't come see me. 
Not like this. Remus frowned at him. I'm not going to just leave you in there alone. I won't know the difference. Sirius squeezed his hand. Just go back home. Go on with your life. Find someone else to love. Someone as gorgeous as you shouldn't be alone. Love. No, Remus. Promise me. Promise me you won't come back and see me like that. Keep James no, keep Harry away, too. I won't do that, love. Then I'll tell them you can't come visit. I'll change my visitor access. You can't, darling. You gave Harry power of attorney. He's the only one who can. Sirius shook his head. Why would I give it to Harry? I barely know him. Remus tried not to let that break his heart. He hoped Harry never heard it. Love, we raised Harry. He's our kid in every way that matters, and he loves you. And you love him. But why not you? Remus reached a hand forward and cupped Sirius's face. I have always loved the way that you can see past my monster. Unfortunately, it disqualified me from being your power of attorney. That's not fair. Sirius was crying now, and Remus swiped his tears away with his thumb. This isn't fair. We haven't had enough time. It's not fair. I know, love. Remus leaned in for a kiss, and wondered if it would be the last. I have loved you for sixty-two years, and it's nowhere near enough. Sirius scooted sideways on the bed and patted the vacated spot next to him. Remus couldn't bring himself to say no, so he slid in the bed and wrapped his arms around Sirius. Sirius laid his head on Remus's shoulder, and Remus began to card his fingers through the silver-gray hair that used to be black as night. Tell me about our lives. Tell me about when we were happy. Remus swallowed hard. We did go on our first date to Hogsmeade, just like you wanted. You surprised me with it. I think you convinced James to set the basket up ahead of time. At the end, we had our first kiss, and I think that was the most magical moment of my life. Mooney, you're a wizard. Every moment of your life is magical. Remus laughed, but it barely hid the sob underneath. You said that then, too. Sirius snorted. You would tell me that on our first date. You were my best friend. Of course I told you. Remus kissed the crown of his head. I remember at our wedding I told you that I wanted you to be the best man, and you laughed because it sounded like a demotion from groom. I actually wanted both, though. I wanted to marry you and keep you as my best friend forever. Did we stay friends? The best of friends, through everything. You were the best part of my life. Remus paused for a moment. We raised Harry after James and Lily died. Then Harry had kids. They're beautiful. I'll have to bring you pictures later. The oldest just got married, and I think they're hiding that they're pregnant. They'll tell us when they are ready. Mooney, you always give the best cuddles. I'm going to tell Prongs that he's lost his cuddle position. Chapter 2, Twilight have you seen my wand? Hmm. Remus didn't look up from his book. Sirius gave an exasperated sigh. 
Mooney, do you know where my wand is? I can't find it anywhere. Remus looked up to see Sirius standing in front of him, wand in hand, and his eyebrows knit together. Um, is this a joke? Why would this be a joke? I can't find it, and I need to head over to Harry's. Can you help me find it? Remus closed his book, keeping a finger between the pages to hold his place. Love, it's in your hand. Sirius looked down at his hand in confusion. Oh. A smile spread over Remus's face. Well, at least you're pretty. Sirius looked up at him, trying to hide a smile behind a glare. Are you calling me the dumb one? Nope. Remus opened his book again. I said no such thing. Sirius slid into bed late that night with a groan. I'm going to make that kid hire someone next time. I'm too old to be helping Harry with that fixer-up house. Remus chuckled, leaning against the headboard. No, you won't. You love helping him. Sirius sighed. I do, but you don't have to call me out on it. Sirius grabbed some of the moisturizing potion from the table next to his bed. Got any plans for tomorrow? Remus shrugged. Thought I'd go out to help Neville with the bowguard in his cupboard. He was always pants at that spell. You're too nice. Sirius reached over to turn out the light. Don't forget we have dinner with Molly and Arthur tomorrow. Remus turned to look at him in the semi-darkness. We do. Don't tell me you forgot. We've had these plans for weeks. Remus furrowed his brow. No, we had dinner with them two nights ago. We didn't make plans with them again, did we? We did. Remus scooted down so that he was laying level with Sirius. Do you really not remember? I guess I just forgot. They curled up and went to sleep, but Remus was starting to worry. Sirius came back from the kitchen carrying a mug of tea, and Remus laughed. What are you doing? Sirius looked up. Getting tea. Remus pointed to the steaming hot cup on the table. Another one? Sirius dropped his head and laughed as he set down the new mug. I forgot I made that one. Yeah, that's what happens when you get old, Padfoot. You start forgetting things. Remus held a hand out. I'll take your extra mug of tea. Sirius passed the tea over. Fuck you, I'm not that old. My mind is like a cauldron. A leaky cauldron, maybe. Sirius smacked Remus on the leg, and Remus laughed. Breakfast the next morning was a quiet affair. Remus was reading the Daily Prophet while sipping his tea. Sirius was just mixing a pat of butter and some dried fruit into his oatmeal when he froze. Remus didn't notice it at first. Sirius was just sitting across the table from him, the same way they did every morning. Except Sirius liked to stir in the butter so that it melted in the middle, and the butter was a puddle in a little divot at the top of his oatmeal. Remus crumpled his paper. Babe? Everything okay? Sirius looked up at him with sheer panic in his eyes. Remus? Remus sat next to Sirius's bed, holding his hand, where he had been for the last two days. Harry sat on the other side, 
trying desperately to look like he wasn't trying to bolt for the door. Remus understood the urge. He wanted nothing more than to get up, grab Sirius by the hand, and run out the door. Run back to where things hurt less, were less confusing, were less frustrating. Sirius was struggling. It became clear quickly that he was having trouble with his memory, and it was really fucking with his head. He knew who Remus and Harry were, but he couldn't remember where they were, or why they were there. He would ask them questions, occasionally, about things that were long since past. Sometimes it was something from a week ago, and sometimes it was from a decade ago. He was silent, now. Remus thought he realized that his questions were a bit distressing to Remus and Harry, and they weren't really clearing up his confusion any. So he stopped asking them altogether. At least he could remember not to ask questions. Remus felt him occasionally fidget, his hand twisting slightly in Remus's. Remus did the best he could to calm him, rubbing small circles into the back of his hand, and waiting for any kind of news. They moved Sirius to the Janus Thicky ward. The easiest way to do it ended up with Harry walking Sirius down, with Remus trailing behind them. Sirius kept chatting to Prongs about whether Evans was finally going to let him get a leg over. Remus could see the blush rising up Harry's neck, but he gamely let Sirius tease him about it. Remus, on the other hand, kept getting sly winks and admiring glances from Sirius, which was amusing. Remus was transported back to walking the hallways of Hogwarts and living for the looks that Sirius gave him. Especially when they first started dating, when Remus was certain that Sirius was too good for him, those looks meant everything. Unfortunately, that memory was now tinged with sadness. In the Sirius looking at him now, he could see the Sirius of seventeen looking at him then, and it broke his heart that Sirius was losing everything in between. Remus would just have to remember enough for the both of them. Pest, Mooney. Remus looked up from his book to where Sirius was sitting on the edge of the bed. The look on his face was all mischief. Remus raised an eyebrow. What, Padfoot? Pomfrey is out. Climb in bed with me. Oh, so they were in Hogwarts again. Remus smiled at the fantasy. Can you keep your hands to yourself if I do? Sirius pouted. What's the fun in that? We're in the hospital, Sirius. We're alone in a hospital, Remus. He scooted over and patted the bed next to him. No one will know. Sirius, I'm not going to shag you in the hospital wing. Sirius rolled his eyes. Fine. He waited for a moment before looking at Remus with big round eyes again. Come cuddle with me anyway. Remus gave a breathy chuckle and moved out of his chair to sit next to Sirius on the bed. Sirius tucked himself under Remus's arm, snuggling into his chest. Remus sighed, not even realizing how much he had been missing just holding Sirius. Sirius shifted, raising his head until he met Remus's lips in a kiss. Remus let himself be kissed, and kissed back. It was sweet, innocent, and so reminiscent of kissing teenaged Sirius that Remus almost wept. It made him long for his husband, the older man who somehow kissed differently than this version of Sirius. Remus let himself melt into it, far more than he should have allowed. 
Remus was visiting the ward every day. Some days, Sirius could remember more of their lives, but often, he was somewhere back at Hogwarts, reliving their glory days. Usually, the memories made Remus smile more than they hurt. Harry beat him in today, and Remus watched Sirius laughing with Harry, or, more likely, prongs, as he walked in. Sirius looked up and caught sight of him, and Remus waited for the softening that meant he recognized Remus. He wondered how he missed that Sirius loved him all those years ago if he was this bad at hiding it. Sirius's face hardened as he got closer. Remus tilted his head, trying to decipher why his husband was afraid now. He had never been afraid of him, even when he probably should have been. It was a new, entirely uncomfortable feeling. Hey lads, I was just wondering. Sirius cut him off. We don't know where he is, and I wouldn't tell you if we did. You can leave, Lyle. Uncomfortable turned to painful. Sirius, I. No, I won't let you hurt him anymore, Lyle. Leave, now. But. No, you've done enough. Please leave, or so help me, I'll hex you. Padfoot, it's not. But the nickname just made his face cloud with confusion, and so Remus put up his hands. Okay, I'll leave. I'm sorry, for what it's worth. Remus didn't manage to make it out of the door before his face was wet with tears. Remus hoped that the memory would pass a day later, but Sirius kicked Lyle out once more. And then again the next day. And the next. He stopped going into the ward, then. Not that he stopped visiting. Remus couldn't bring himself to not see Sirius every day, even if he could only look in on him from outside of the ward windows. He occasionally caught Sirius looking out of the glass at him, and his face would harden. It was the loneliest Remus had ever been in his life. One evening, after Remus went to the ward with Harry and was again kicked out by Sirius, Remus was sitting alone in their house, surrounded by the scents and visions of Sirius that Remus couldn't bring himself to move out. He was haunted by the ghost of a husband who had never really died. The stirring of the fireplace was Remus's warning that someone was coming. He closed his eyes, feeling the new presence in the room. Hello, Harry. Harry disappeared into the kitchen without a word and came back with two short glasses. He pulled a fire whiskey bottle out of his pocket, and poured them both a generous draft. For a while, neither of them spoke. They merely sipped the drinks and waited for the alcohol to kick in. Remus didn't need Harry to explain why he showed up with a bottle. Remus understood. He needed it too. He needed Sirius more, but it seemed like that wasn't going to happen. He mentioned you today. Remus let his eyes fall closed, not sure if he even wanted to ask. The real you, not the sixteen-year-old memory. Remus licked his lips, still not daring to speak. Somehow that was worse. He asked if he was hurting you. He asked me to apologize. Remus dropped his head as the tears ran down his face. I told him to shut it, that it wasn't his fault. Do you know what he said? A million possibilities ran through Remus's mind. A million and one things that he thought his husband might say. Harry, he said, 
I need you to kill me. That was not one of them. Remus's shoulder shook with silent sobs, unable to hold back at the idea of his husband giving up. Sirius would never give up. Sirius would keep fighting until the very end, clinging to everything he had, except. He said he doesn't want to hurt you anymore. He asked me to kill him so that you can move on and be happy again. So that we can stop visiting him. Except for that. Sirius was unendingly self-sacrificial. Of course, he would end it all if he thought that it would make Remus happier. It wouldn't, but sometimes logic didn't add up for Sirius. I don't know what to do, Remus. I, I can't kill him, but I can't see him like this. Harry's voice broke, and it broke Remus too. I hate seeing him like this. He's not our Sirius anymore. Remus's voice was rough, and he wished he had the power to make it soft for Harry. Sirius was always better at that than Remus was. So, do I do it? Do I take him a potion that will put him to sleep? Is it better to let him go than to make him stay? Remus looked up and met Harry's shining eyes. Silence filled the room. Sirius's, Lyle, phase passed. After he occasionally remembered Remus, but more often, he simply didn't. Today, Remus was just the kind older man who was reading to Sirius from his book. He didn't think that Sirius was following the story, based on the confusion that lined his brow, but Remus read on anyway. Maybe tomorrow, he would bring a copy of the tales of Beetle the Bard. It might hold more memories. Remus? From the voice and the look in Sirius's eyes when Remus met them, Remus knew he was back. It hadn't happened since the day he told Sirius that he was losing his memories. Oh, love. Sirius opened his arms, and Remus immediately moved into the hug, crying against Sirius's chest. Remus, darling. I'm so sorry. Remus shook his head, refusing to lift it from Sirius's chest. How much do you remember? Most of it, I think. Sirius began running his fingers through Remus's hair. The hospital stay is a little hazy. Sorry for calling you Lyle. Remus let out a choked sob, attempting to say it's okay, but it got caught somewhere in his throat. It's really not. Sirius kissed his forehead. I didn't mean it, though. I missed you. Remus was crying again. I miss you. I know, love. I think I think I'm losing it. The last hold I have on my mind. Remus looked up at him then, and saw the tears in Sirius's eyes. What? It's hard, and I've been fighting it, but... He sniffed, and Remus wanted to do whatever he could to take the pain away. I don't think I'll be back. Remus laid his head back on Sirius's chest. Okay. Will you tell Harry that I love him? I know I kept calling him prongs, but I think I knew it was him. I know it was him. I will. And tell yourself, too, love. Because I do. Love you. So very, very much. I love you too, Sirius. I always have. You were always too good for me. I love you. I don't think I can hold on, Mooney. I love you.
I don't want to go. I love you. Silence filled the ward. Remus walked down the corridor of St. Mungo's with a bundle of tulips, Sirius's favorite. Long stems and tied with a white ribbon. Morning, Mr. Lupin. Remus smiled at the nurse sitting at the station. Good morning, but please call me Remus. Of course, Mr. Lupin. He chuckled. He supposed it was better than Professor, which it took far too long to convince his former students to stop calling him so many years after he stopped teaching them. Old habits, they had joked, but eventually, over the course of several months, they finally broke the habit. Remus sat the flowers down on the small table next to Sirius's chair. He bent and pressed a kiss into his hollow cheek. Sirius didn't react. He never reacted anymore. Good morning, love. I brought you tulips today. They had purple. Marge at the flower stand says they only got a small crop of them this year, but they were too beautiful to pass up. I'll have to get Cynthia to put them in some water for you. Sirius didn't move. Remus sat in the chair opposite him. I can't stay too long today. I know, I'll have to cut the conversation short. You're so chatty today. Remus chuckled to himself. Oh, you'd find that funny if you could, and I know it. I really can't stay long, though. James's little boy is turning three, and we have a party later. He's so beautiful, love, and he talks up a storm. And so clever. He's got the making of a real marauder yet. Remus folded his hands in his lap. Little Lily well, she's not so little anymore, but she was accepted into an international politics program. I know. Absolute madness. I told her that her grandfather would be appalled to know she'd gone into politics. She laughed and said that you would have loved it for her. Remus laughed. She's right, of course. You'd be so proud of her. Remus talked to him for a while, entirely without any reaction or response, and updated him on all their family and friends. Eventually, he looked at his watch and sighed. I'm sorry, love. I do have to go. Birthday party, and all that. I'll be back tomorrow, though. He leaned forward as he stood up, pressing a kiss to Sirius's cheek again. Our anniversary is next week. Do you want anything special? Remus smiled. Maybe we could take a picnic to the hill that overlooks Hogsmeade. Wouldn't that be lovely? Sirius didn't respond. All right, darling. I'll see if I can make it happen. I love you, and I miss you. Harry came into the ward, sitting in a chair across from Sirius. Sirius kept his eyes on his hands in his lap, the same way he always did. Harry observed his godfather for a moment, and then began loosening the collar on his all-black dress robes. Hey Padfoot. Sorry it's been a few days since anyone came to see you. It's been. Harry cut off, the sound half choked in his throat by a sob he fought back. Well, it's been rough. I wish you could tell me it would be okay, the way you did when I was little. Do you remember how I would crawl in your lap, and you would sing French lullabies to me? Sirius didn't move. He never moved. Harry sighed.
Growing old sucks. I don't think I have to tell you that. I don't like feeling like this. I want someone else to take over for a bit, but there is no one else, you know. A brief quiet fell over them. The ceremony was beautiful. I think he would have been surprised to see how many people showed up for him. He never really quite knew how much he was loved. Harry sniffed. I mean, he knew we loved him, but there were so many people who came to pay their last respects to Remus. Silence. It was the full moon. I think I think they've been harder on him since you've been in here. Harry wiped his face. He never said, but it seemed to take him longer to recover than I remember it taking. Maybe it was just age, or maybe it was not having you with him. Distantly, down the hall, Harry could hear children's laughter. He tried to hide it, though. Didn't want to be a burden. You know how he is. I was actually planning to go by and talk to him about it, to see if there was anything I could do and... Harry swallowed hard. I found him in bed. It looked like he managed to crawl back in there. He looked so peaceful, laying on your pillow. I'm choosing to believe he wasn't in any pain. It's easier to think he wasn't in pain. Sirius didn't move or react or say anything. It made Harry angry because all he wanted was for Sirius to just react. Or hold him. Help him. That wasn't fair. Sirius wasn't really there anymore. He hadn't been for a really long time. I'm going to go. I'm sorry I can't stay, but... Harry breathed deeply again, trying to hold back the tears, it's too hard. I'm sorry. Harry stood and started to walk away, but he turned back briefly. I'll try to be back more often. Now that Remus, I won't leave you alone in here. Harry walked out without a glance back. Sirius didn't move. He didn't speak. He just sat in his chair, with a blanket over his legs, and his hands folded over the top. A single tear trailed down his cheek. Finite. Thanks for listening to this text to speech podfic composed by Burning Aurora.